0: Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's good, amen? All the time. All the time. That's right. <laughs> well, I am very glad to be here, very grateful. And once again, it can't be overstated how much of a blessing, how much of an opportunity it is, and how happy we are to be here, to be with the youth here, and to be with the church. Um, and we know that God has been moving, and we know he will continue to move. Amen? Amen. amen. I'm going to read from just one verse, just one verse out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. And as you're turning and getting that ready, I'll say, Landon, that, that wasn't by coincidence what you said, because uh, the topic today is in faith. And that's going to be what we're going to dive into with this single verse, just, for we walk by faith and not by sight. If you would bow your heads with me, Lord, I pray that you would anoint me, Jesus, that your spirit would be here, that you would move in a mighty way. God, we know you're able. We've seen you move. Lord, we are expecting something magnificent. God, that you would be here, that you would move in a mighty way, that you would anoint me, that you would set this congregation with the right hearts, Lord, to receive this word. In Jesus' name, amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. The phrasing of this verse very clearly demonstrates that there is almost an opposition or a contradiction between sight and between faith. See we can, we can kind of mix that up sometimes. We think faith is seeing it happen right before it happens. And it can be in some, in some manner, but, but faith is also it's the evidence of things not seen. It's the, it's the substance of things hoped for. It's, it's what you don't see quite yet, what you didn't see before, and maybe even as you look around, what your eyes fail to see. David in Psalms chapter 119, he, he wrote, My eyes fail to see it, yet will I praise you. Despite the fact that my circumstance is nowhere near what you said it would be, You said I had a promise, you said I had an anointing, you said I had a calling, you said I had your spirit, so I had it, but I'm looking around, Lord, and it ain't there. But nevertheless, he said, I will praise you. It's indicative of a faith that's not based on what he saw. It's not based on what was around him. It's not really based on on all the things that he was expecting to see and didn't see. It was based on what he was told. See, he had a word from the Lord. The Bible tells us that by hearing uh, comes faith, it's by, and faith by the word of God. So, so we need a word, and that's, that was the substance, that was the base of David's faith. Continually throughout the Psalms and throughout his story of David, he always calls back to the promise that he spoke, to the, the throne that he's going to establish it. He's going to get it. It's going to be there. I don't see it yet, but, but I'm going to get there. In fact, a lot of times reading Psalms, we can we can get oh here he's talking about my I'm sick you know I can barely uh, move and in Psalm 68 he writes that my uh, he wails and his throat is dry for the crying that he's done he doesn't have any more tears left to cry and yet it's found itself in this book called Psalms which is to mean praises. It's found in a book that the literal meaning of the word psalms is praises, but we don't really understand how that can be a praise. How can it be that, that coming to God and saying, Lord, I've been crying, I've been seeking, and I see nothing, and I feel like I've got no hope. But it's still praise. And it's still, it's still based in faith because, see, faith isn't really based on what we see. It's not even based on what we feel. The Bible talks about if our heart fails, he's stronger than our heart. He's greater. He can work when we can't. He can work when we don't, have the, we don't have the feeling to do it. We don't have the emotion to do it. We don't really have much hope, but we still have faith. And we press forward in faith. In the book of 1 Samuel, in chapter 1, it it talks of Hannah going up before the Lord. And that she continued to pray before the Lord. So much so that she got to the point where she was no longer just speaking, but just moving her lips. And it was so quiet that Eli looked over and he thought she was drunk. He thought, he said, woman, how long are you going to be drunk? Put away the wine, go home. And Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I'm i'm not drunk i'm not on any wine or strong drink but i'm of a sorrowful spirit and i've poured out my soul before the lord i out out of the abundance of grief and complaint that i've spoken hitherto and eli answered and said go in peace and the god of israel grant thee thy petition that thou asked of him that's kind of odd when we think about how God answers prayers and how, how the faith works in our mind. We see you, so you bring it to God and you believe and you're going to see it. And boom, then it happens. And uh, just like you thought it would. It's just, just how he said it. And, and yes, that happens. That happens. But here it's, it's almost something different. Because Hannah gets the answer to her prayer. But in the very verse before it, she admits, she said, It's out of the abundance of my complaints. Out of my abundance of my grief that I have spoken hitherto. And those words don't really, in our mind, coincide with the word of faith. We think, well, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I don't see much hope. I don't see much else place to go. I, I really just, I'm just here doing it. Doing what, I, what I'm supposed to do. I don't really know what else to do, so I'm here. And I must not have faith because it's hard. It's hard to walk. It's hard enough to walk by sight. We still stumble. We still trip. We still bump into things. We still get caught looking away. It's not much harder to walk in faith. And sometimes we can get in the mindset that that if I'm not at the mountaintop, I must not have been walking in faith. We can get to the point where we think, if I'm still going through this after so much time, I prayed and it didn't happen, so I must not have had the faith for it. I, I brought it to God and I thought He would do it, and lo and behold, I walked away, but there was no answer. I felt His presence. I I, I felt the presence. The preacher came and he laid hands on me and he prayed for me he anointed me with oil and i was sure if there was any moment god would do it it would be now but god has a funny way of doing things when we least expect it he's a funny way of bringing us to a point where it's well i'm just gonna i'm gonna go before god i don't think he's gonna i don't really know but but i'm just gonna do it and this, this seems to be in contradiction with faith, but really it's an enduring faith. It's a faith beyond reason. It's a faith beyond hope. It's a faith beyond feeling. And it's a faith beyond how we feel. It's a faith beyond circumstance. It's a faith beyond sight. See, Hannah, Hannah already got her her condition. Her circumstance was set. She was barren. And beyond that, she was afflicted by By the other people in her house and it was it was without hope and it was hard because of the insecurities and the sensitivities that she had they were preyed upon by her enemies and it was that much more hurtful that much more harmful but the bible says that she rose up after they had done the feast and that they were supposed to do and she prayed and she wept sore and she vowed a vow and it continues on. And then and it says that she continued praying. And she was at the temple. She brought it before the house of God. She brought it to the altar again. I, I'm, I'm certain, I guarantee it, that this was not Hannah's first time praying for it. I guarantee it that, that after the first time she realized, she's like, Okay, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna wait till God does it. I'm, I'm gonna pray it's gonna happen but it didn't See, I I know it because the Bible says she wept sore Bible says that she vowed a vow she said if you will indeed look on the affliction of your handmaid and remember me and not forget your handmaid but will give unto your handmaid a man child I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life you don't get to bargaining first To Hannah's bargaining, she's she's like, Lord, Lord, if you would just give me a child, he would would serve in the temple his whole life. I'd give straight away to God. You don't really get that point from the beginning. (laughs) First, you start asking, you're like, well, Lord, I'll take, you know, I know that you're going to give me blessings on blessings on blessings, and it's going to be awesome, and you're just going to do it exactly how I think it'll go. And it's going to be great. And then, then you start compromising. All right, Lord, I will take a child. I don't need a big family. I'll just, I don't need a big promise. I don't need a, a lot of expectation. I don't need a big anointing. I'll just take a little. I'll step in. I'll, I'll help out. I'll clean the church. I'll step in just a little bit because, because well, I think I might have been praying for too much before. I think I might have gotten ahead of myself. So you begin to compromise. And finally, you're brought to the bargaining point. Lord, if you give me just this one thing. If you would just hear my prayer. It's all yours. I just want to see the joy of it. I just want to have the expectation of it. But she's brought to the temple out of an enduring faith. Out of a a desire and a knowledge that beyond how she feels, she's going to keep on bringing it to God. Because God's faithful. And He honors the faithful. And and no man without faith, it's impossible to please God. And you must know that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So she brought it before God again. And it didn't really seem like a whole lot, but but the action was out of real, genuine faith faith that was tried faith that was purified faith that had been rid of some of the things that maybe okay at this point hannah was still kind of relying on herself maybe maybe the expectation was still like okay and when god gives it to me then i'll take it where i want it and when god when god touches me then i'll I'll, i have it and it'll be because i prayed so good i I did such a good job praying It's not like that. It really isn't. But but there comes a point where an action is no longer faith in the action, but simply faith in God. Because you can raise your hands because the preacher told you to raise your hands. And when you raise your hands, you're like, preacher said it. I've seen it happen. So it's going to happen. But then there's something more. Then there's something a little bit deeper of just... Preacher said, raise your hands. And I raised my hands. I put them down. I raised my hands the next week and I put them down again. I I raised my hands and and they came back down again. But but at some point, I'm going to raise my hands because I trust him. I, I do believe that God hears me and he sees me. And I felt his presence so I know he knows me. I know He's close to me. I know He he wants something for me. He wants something of me. He already said it. He wants to give good gifts. So I trust Him. I trust Him. There's nothing special about raising raising hands other than it's the surrender of God. I'm going to do it. Because He said to. There's a a point where faith gets beyond the action. Because you can do a lot of religious things and have no faith. You can pray and have no faith. You can fast and have no faith. The Pharisees did it. We know they did it. They, they fasted. They prayed. They, they honestly have better consecrations than many of us. They, they tithed everything, even the little leaves from their garden. They did all of that. But there was no faith in God. There was faith that if I can do it, if I step in, if I push in, God has to answer me. But God's not really a machine. He doesn't work on a principle of, well, I wasn't gonna, but now that you, I guess I have to. He doesn't really operate on the principle of, man, I can't believe that happened. Nobody's gonna get to heaven by pulling one over on God. You're not gonna, well, Bible said if I ask for it, I'll receive the Holy Ghost, and since I went in the water now, he has to let me in. (laughs) Well, not, not quite. Not quite. You're not going to pull one over on God. He sees the heart. He weighs the heart, and he, he's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So, so really it's there's a lot of religious things. And also a lot of good things, don't get me wrong. All these things are needful, all these things are commanded, but it's it's not because the water's so good. It's it's really not. It's not because there's there's something magical about Asking God for the Holy Ghost. It's not like, well, if I ask, then I have to receive, per se. And not on its own. But the whole point is that if I ask God, then He's faithful to pour out. He's not required to do anything on our behalf. And, and with the Holy Ghost, He will. With healings, He will. With miracles, He will. But understand that but you're not operating on something that God has to. God is required to listen to me. He's not your genie. He's not going to give you every wish, and it's really for your good. But He he does want us to ask. He does want us to have an expectant faith. See, because if Hannah didn't expect anything, if Hannah had no hope with God, she wouldn't have come. She would have figured something else out. She would have tried every other method. But there came a point where she said, I've tried every other method. I looked and I saw, I looked in the mountains and there was nobody. I looked to the valleys and there was nobody. But I've got to go to God. Because if there's someone who would, it's Him. And He's faithful in all things. I think of, for me, the the times He's been faithful and the little things have gotten me through the hardest seasons. Just about ten months ago in March, I was going through it. I was in the valley of my life and I had just about given up hope. In fact, I'm sure if you asked me, I would have told you I gave up hope. If you had if really come to me and been like, oh, do you, still, do you still believe? I would have been like, well, I know he's there. But it got to the point where, where I knew I was called and I knew I was anointed. I knew he was faithful, but I just, there was almost no point in continuing. And there was even a time where where I just put away, I I couldn't pray long, I I couldn't read long, I couldn't do much long because it just was so burdensome. All the the religious things and even the spiritual things that I knew had worked before, I just could not break into. I could not break through to where I knew His promise was. And it began the question of maybe He's not going to give it. Maybe the promise is beyond me. Maybe I fell too short. I've gone too far. Maybe there's really no point anymore. I remember what he said. I remember that prayer. I remember the promise. I remember the anointing. I've read it over and over. I've seen it happen. But that was all before, I guess. What's the point? I've walked too far. And it was in that March that I was in my low point and in the turn of April that I began to pray to God. And there's just, I don't know why I ended up back in the prayer closet. I couldn't tell you why. Sunday service wasn't speaking to me anymore. Oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't feel His presence like I used to. Even reading was just, I couldn't find the revelation. I had no idea why I ended up in that prayer closet again. But I did. And I, I couldn't even face the closet like I normally would. I, I turned around. Because I didn't know why I was there. I couldn't look. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you why. But I went before God and I, I simply asked Him the question. Why even bother with me? Why even speak to me? Why even show me things if I can't walk in it? Why even begin to tell me if my eyes won't see it? Lord, why, why would you call me? I can't do it how you'd like it done. And it came to a point where I just wept and, and the moment I asked that question, I felt His presence come in, and it didn't say anything, and it didn't tell me anything new, but it reminded me of a promise. It reminded me of His Word. It reminded me of a calling that I could not walk in, but I knew He had called me to. It reminded me of his presence. And and even in that, I could not understand. I was like, Lord, but that's not the answer I need. The answer I need is deliverance. The answer I need is breakthrough. The answer I need is to see it. But he didn't give me that answer. His presence was my answer. And it just sat there with me. And, I, and as I prayed, I almost tried to steer myself away from it. And I, I said, Lord, but, but there's still no explanation. For, and his presence was there again. And I, and I tried to push on and I tried to ignore it, but I, I couldn't ignore the presence of God. And, and it was after that prayer, I went to sleep that night still feeling defeated. And I woke up the next morning. If you had asked me, I would have said nothing changed. But something had changed because I had changed the direction of my faith. See, I had faith in me up until that point. I knew I was called, so all I had to do was walk in it. All I had to do was do this every day, do this every day, do this once a week, do this, and i walk in it. I had faith in me. And if you'd asked me, I wouldn't have told you that but I had faith in what I could do I knew God had called me so okay he did his part now I gotta do my part and that's that's true but our part isn't something we do based on ourselves see God God said I'll pour out my spirit your job is to ask it's it's not the hard job is okay ask I'll get it ask God does it ask he delivers ask that's not our job. It's not, it's not like God gave us a, a little machine that would do it exactly if we just followed the manual. And it's true, if we would follow the manual. But there's something when we ask in faith. And it doesn't have to be a, a joyous faith. Absolutely not. It doesn't have to be the faith that that shakes mountains. It doesn't need to be the faith on the altar. It doesn't need to be a faith behind a pulpit. It doesn't even need to be a faith that's loud. It just has to be in faith. You bring things before God and say, Lord, I can't see it, but I bring it in faith. Lord, I don't know it. My heart fails me, he writes later on in the psalm. He says, my heart fails me. When will you comfort me with your word? Yet will I praise him. Yet will I go before him. And my praise might not be a a dance like like I want to dance. My praise might not start out how I thought it should be. We we get caught up, especially in our generation, on the cinematics of it all. I expect that if I go before God and they're playing the right song and preach the right message and I lift up my hands and I feel it, that's it. But God didn't even do that for Hannah. God didn't even, God didn't give her a mighty move in his presence. She felt it and it was just like that. It was, Eli said, are you drunk? Get out of here. She said, no, I'm mourning. Because the expectation that I have, the promise that I desire, I don't see it. And Eli just said, okay, well you can go. God's going to answer your request. See, we've got we've to have a, a faith that gets beyond ourselves. We've got to have a faith that gets beyond what we see, gets beyond what we feel. We've got to have a faith in God. We've got to have a faith in His promise. Didn't He say it? So won't He bring it to pass? Is Didn't he say it shall be done? So it's going to be done. Didn't he fill you with his spirit? The Bible says the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. It doesn't change. It happened once. That's the promise. It happened once. That's enough. It's like, it's like an engagement ring or a wedding ring. Soon, soon to be with him. It happened once. He said it there. And, and just like you, you can look at that ring, you, you can look at the word, you can look at the spirit, you can look back at the moment and say, but he said it. And he's faithful. He's faithful. I, I love Psalms chapter 3 for this because it opens with, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Salah laid me down and slept. I await, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly salvation belongs unto the lord thy blessing is upon thy people i love it because at the beginning of the psalm he's surrounded at the beginning of the psalm he's like lord there's a lot of problem there's a lot of trouble there's a lot saying of my soul that i've got no help even from you and at the end of it he said there is those that have set themselves round against me ten thousands of people but the difference is in the middle was a praise, was a recognition of his help. He said, but you're my shield. You're my glory, the lifter of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awake, for the Lord sustained me. It was enough. And he said, he, he, here he is in his situation, and he comes to God, and he lays the situation out. And he says, Lord, I've cried to you. And then he remembers, and you heard me. And, he, and then he remembers, I'm awake, so the Lord has sustained me. If he was done with me, I, I wouldn't be here. But somehow, one way or another, I found myself in his presence again. Somehow, one way or another, I've, I've gotten something again back to the altar. Somehow I found my way back there because he was good, because he was faithful, because he was steady. When I wasn't, I was falling apart. When I was down, when I was in my valley, when I could, I was this close. I didn't know how I would do it, but but it, became, it began. It had to be a, a thought of. Now how am I going to walk away? Because I'm I'm wrapped up in this thing. <laughs> I was a PK, and I I'm not, I am a PK, and so it's it's like. Well, I gotta. I guess I gotta do my my duties until, whenever. So I went to church, and I, I went through it, but somehow, one way or another. He was there. He was faithful. See, we do things in faith because He's faithful. We walk by faith and not by sight because He's faithful. And we ought to walk with an expectation, walk with an expecting faith, because someone that's expecting like Hannah began to be expecting, begins not to drink certain things because you wouldn't want to hurt the promise. You wouldn't want to do a damage to the anointing or or to the to the word to the child. You wouldn't wanna, you wouldn't want to do anything because, well, I, I believe. The Lord said it would happen. The Lord said he would give. The Lord is faithful. So so I'm not I'm not gonna touch any of that. And you begin to walk different when you're expecting. You begin, to, so oh, I'm expecting. Sorry, sorry, I, I can't go much much faster because I gotta I gotta take my time make sure i still got the promise make sure I, i'm nurturing this expectation when you when you're expecting you talk different you think different everything is framed by the expectation everything is framed by that promise everything is framed okay but, but there's coming a time i don't see it yet but there's coming a time I'm not there yet, but, but the Lord said so, so it's going to happen. I, I might not feel it, but there's coming a time. So I, I'm going to walk in faith, not by sight. I'm going to walk with expectation. I'm going to walk set apart. I'm going to walk towards the altar because I know that he said he will. So I walk according to his word. When we walk to the altar in faith, it's, it's different. You don't walk like, okay, I'll stand here now. Let's see who starts praying. Not like that. You walk to the altar and it's, it's a realization that it's something holy. And I've prayed here before and I didn't get it, but I remember his word. I've been here before and I might not feel it, but I know what he said. And His promise is true. His word secures my heart. I've got a faith that I can be sure of. Because when my eyes fail, I'm walking by faith. When my feet fail, I'm walking by faith. Romans chapter 14 says, Only the master will see if the servant falls or stands. But yea, God will uphold him. He will stand. He will be secure. So, so I walk in faith. I don't know much else, but I walk in faith. And i trust his word. And, and when I don't have strength to stand, I walk in faith. And when I don't have strength to do much else, I walk in faith. And this is a place where God moves. And we've seen it move. We've seen him come. We've seen him answer. And we know his word. And you would stand with me. I'm going to invite you to this altar because this is a place where God answers. This is a place where, if nothing else, he's our comforter. And he says, remember my word. I still gave you my spirit. I still spoke the word. It's still going to happen because I'm faithful. God's not going to call back the calling he's not going to call back the gifting even in numbers when the prophet started taking money for his prophecies he he didn't lose the prophetic god just says you better be submitted even that and if he who the bible says that he got slain with the wicked if god's faithful to him god's faithful to us I invite you to this altar to come and pray and seek God. Ask Him in faith. Nothing wavering because God answers. And God's present to heal. He's present to save. He's present to pour out His Spirit. And I know and believe I've seen it. I've seen it, but before I saw it, I just walked. And before before I ever got anywhere else, I, I just walked. And I trust Him. And when I didn't have strength to do much else, I just trusted Him. When my heart failed, I trusted Him. If you would, this this altar is open. There's no further altar calling. If you are looking for the promise, if you're wanting the expectation, God's here. And He's faithful. And He's faithful through every step. Even when I walk the valley of the shadow of death. Even when I walk, he's here. And his promise is still true. And the word that you had just about given up on, he's still present. The word that you had just about forgotten, it's still true. Lord, you're a mighty God. Jesus, we trust you. There's no one like you. There's no other God that hears my prayer. Lord you hear me in the dead of the night and you sustained me I cried and you heard me you were faithful you were good you were present and he's faithful to do it if you would walk in expectation the promise is still there The Word is still true. It was true before. It was true in their day. It was true in ours. It was true before. It's still true today. It was true on the mountain. It's still true in the valley. His Word covers it all. He's going to move in a mighty, mighty way.